0: Hey everyone, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives. I'm your host, Nicole Davison, and today's episode is actually probably one of my favorite episodes of the year. It's something that, as many of you know, at times when I'm planning on doing an episode, something might happen that completely changes the complete trajectory of where I'm going. And it is an absolute honor to be welcoming my guest today, Lena LeChance. Lena is actually someone that was recently introduced to me through a mutual friend, and she's actually a licensed professional counselor, and she's an intuitive energy healer and soul supporter. She actually draws on both psychotherapeutic training and holistic approaches, combining traditional and alternative methods to emotional and spiritual strengthening through personal, family, and group sessions. One of the reasons that I really wanted to have her come on today is to talk a little bit about healing and coping and life in general. And we're, we're going to get to that. But you know, when Lena and I were introduced, we literally had a conversation a couple of days ago that brought us to this episode. And when I say a few days ago, this episode actually was recorded in November, but knowing the actual day that this episode is going to air. It was evident halfway through our first conversation that we needed to make this happen. The day that this episode airs will be the 10th anniversary of the tragedy in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, and it was very important to me to find a way to honor this, not only for me, but for many of you. You know, many of you know the impact that this tragic event had on my own family and community, and some of our listeners were even more intimately impacted. I've said this before, while I cannot begin to imagine the pain and grief that some in our community have felt, as the wife of one of the first responders, this event changed us as it changed many of you. But today's episode isn't about that. Today's episode is about hope and love and light, traits that our guest today truly emulates. So with that said, Lena, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives.
1: Nicole, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction and for just sharing your heart through that introduction, because I know when we talked just a couple of days ago, as we got into our conversation, it just became clear to both of us how sensitive, obviously, this anniversary is for all of us, and yet how important It also is to have the courage to talk about healing, especially during a time where there is so much pain and so much sadness and and so much hurt, not just around the anniversary, but just for many of us in life in general. So I feel blessed. And I did really sit with this before I said yes to you. Because I I wanted to make sure that I was able and in the space to provide just what you said, the hope and the healing and the love and the light to the people that are listening. So that is, I know, a shared intention that we have as we have our conversation. And thank you for making me part of this.
0: It truly is an honor. And I know when we connected this wasn't even on my radar. I you know, I, I honestly wasn't even thinking. I knew eventually I would want to have you come on to the to the podcast. But when we started talking, I just thought, this is it. You know, I, I had already planned and it just it just made sense to me because of your story and your career and and really what's on your heart. And the way that you have been able to make such an impact in people's lives, I, I truly believe in my heart that we need more of that
1: right now, Lena. Yes, agreed, agreed. You know, I feel in a place in terms of the work that I do with the people that I work with, that it truly is through many of the struggles and the challenges that I not only personally went through, but then also moments in my life that the collective went through. That I was part of Mm -hmm. that brought me to this place now in my career where to me it truly feels like my purpose and my mission to meet people where they're at in their pain and help them to connect with their soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, I mean, in the past, in the work that I've done, it's never felt as meaningful as it does now. And I know, I know that's because I've done a lot of my own work on myself too. That's something that I just feel so strongly that I do, I do hope that I provide people with hope through this conversation because with that, that can keep us motivated. That can keep us going even through the toughest times, having that hope and that purpose. Mm -hmm. It's truly something that. I think for some
0: reason, this time of year, as much as, you know, they say, oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, even aside from the anniversary that we sit with today, uh, you know, not everyone is going to be listening to it on this actual day, but the day that it airs, it always seems like there were times that, you know, at this time of year, people seem very hopeless. They seem so sad. And I, I don't know about you, but I just feel like this past year, especially People are struggling so much for so many different reasons. And, you know, I I guess I, on my own heart, I just feel like to find a way to share stories of of hope, of you know that you can get through these really hard times. And you know, before we get into that, I, I did want to just take a moment to to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners a little bit about your career trajectory. Tell us, you know, a little bit about what you do and how
1: you got here. That's what is just so powerful to me. So it's all you. <laughs> all right, I, I I love this because you asking me this question actually allowed me to really sit with it and think about how did i get here how did i get to this place now where i really am when i come to work every single day i feel uh, i feel really motivated and inspired to do what i'm doing even when it's it's challenging and difficult and and i really thought about it it actually and i'm calling it my soul's purpose but this was something i knew to be my calling, to listen to people's stories and to meet them in their pain and their emotions and to see them and to hold them there. And that really began when I was a child. And, and I thought about it, you know, not that obviously when I was a child, I didn't think on a conscious level, I will be a counselor someday, or like I like to call myself a soul supporter. Mm -hmm. Someday, but I, I do remember the feeling that it gave me when I would experience that connection with another person Mm -hmm. and be able to just hold it for them to hold whatever that was that they shared with me and to see them and to see the best in them, despite all the challenges and the struggles. And I really do remember the feeling of that and not only the feeling for me, but then I, I felt what it did for them. And to me, there's so much power in that, just connecting with another person on that level. So That was my, I feel like this is my gift that I came for. We all have our gifts that we came for, but I wanted to kind of remind people, you know what your gift is. You felt it as that child self. And, And I think that's just important for people to hear because a lot of people feel so down right now and disconnected and maybe unfulfilled, but you know it, it's there, you're holding it. It, it's inside, so maybe that would be such a great exercise for people to do too like think about what lit me up as that child, right maybe it was braiding somebody's hair, you know, maybe it was playing school, whatever that was that's your that's your calling, right so I think that was just important for me to connect with and share it's natural, and we all have that natural gift, but as far as like when I became an adult and it was time to start working and earn a living you know at first I began my work in advertising in New York City and I loved advertising because there was that kind of component of understanding what made people tick right Right. and understanding what motivated people and and also understanding how to speak to people in terms of whatever it was that you were selling. So you really had that interpersonal connection still. Yeah, And I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. I mean, I was living in, you know, the greatest city, in my opinion, you know, doing that work. And and that was fun. And that was exciting. You and I, Nicole, connected on this. Mm -hmm. So I was there during 9-11 that i know for many of us was you called it a take take your breath away moment yeah yep right and and for me i and it's the same idea but i call it my wide awake moment you know and the funny part is because i was thinking about this too it's a wide awake moment but at first it's almost like you're you're in a sleep you're in a slumber yeah. because that's what trauma can do to us. It can kind of put us in this space in between life and mm-hmm. trying to process that which is bigger than us, or right outside of us, bigger than us. And and I remember, and I'm, you know, I know you probably, I know you have your own experience with this, but just walking to work that day and listening to the report on my earbuds mm-hmm. as the emergency vehicles were flying by me and trying to connect. This is reality. It's happening in real time here. And I'm in this place while it's happening. The reason why I bring up 9-11 was because that was a huge turning point for me in my career journey. Yeah, And it's funny because I always thought you used the whisper. And it's funny because... I heard a whisper during that time. And it was this whisper of healing has to happen. Yeah. Healing has to happen. Healing has to happen. And it kept kind of just coming through my mind. Healing has to happen. Right. And it would sit on my heart and I would just sit with that and think, what, what do we need? What do I need? What do I need? Right. And, so what was happening even before 9-11, just in my work environment was, yes, I was getting my advertising work done, but I was like the go-to for my coworkers. They'd come and talk to me about everything in their lives, right? And so, and I would be there for them like I would as that little girl meeting people in their pain. Yeah. and. And then I had this whisper, healing has to happen. And all these people are talking to me. And it was like that wide awake moment. Do it as a job, become a counselor. You're doing it anyway. And this is a way to help people to heal. That, when we first
0: talked, when you shared that, it, it truly, number one, it gave me the chills, obviously, but it. Made so much sense to me, you know. I mean, I've talked about this so many times, and I talked to students about this. When when I went through nine eleven, I obviously wasn't working in New York City, but I'm from New York. I, you know, was living in Connecticut. I mean, so many pieces of that I can relate to to some degree. Not as as much as you, but yeah. My my wide awake moment, my take your breath away moment. It, you know, it was after the fact, right? It was just going through that whole experience as you know people in the northeast uh, you know people that we lost people that were affected by it i think that just kind of shook me you know it's 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 almost like we have such different experiences in some way and such different descriptions but it shook me to the point that i i remember saying if nothing else mattered what would i want to do and that's where it brought me to getting my master's degree in counseling and and it's so funny and that's what i you know, on one of our many connections that we have, knowing that we took such changes in our careers during such a big life event, and that was 20 years ago. So, you know, when you think now to where we are, and you and I both have been through our own share of tragedies and losses and experiences in our life, I feel such a responsibility to people Mm -hmm. to show them that, yes, you can go through some really hard times in your life, but you're going to be okay, and life does go on, and you can find that purpose, and you can find that that meaning in your life. And you've shown me that. You know, you you show me that, and just what you're doing in your career. So sorry, I totally went off
1: on a tangent, but it... oh, I no, I love that, and and I think to that point too. And this may seem simple, but yet can be complicated to get to, mm-hmm. is accepting that struggle and pain and loss is part of this journey. Accepting it, Mm -hmm. not running from it, not hiding from it, not ignoring or avoiding it. Acknowledging it, accepting it, feeling it, being with it. Absolutely. You know, it's
0: funny. I have, and you and I have talked about this. I have so many anniversaries in my life and I don't know what it was like for me years ago cuz some that I just can't remember but for now in my life I I really do try to honor those anniversaries and you know look at some of them and you know some some years it's it's painful but sometimes it's empowering it's hopeful you know there are so many times that I like especially with my mom I try to appreciate where I am at this moment and you know I think too when we think of some of these anniversaries in our lives or some of the events that we've been through traumas we've experienced it if you can get past that and go through it something you said before lena that's so important and i think that when we get through these holidays you know where people are struggling avoiding it not wanting to talk about it just getting through it it that makes it
1: grow that makes it harder right mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's funny, because as a as a counselor, such a, I don't know, weird experience for me, because, you know, there's all like you said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And there's the bright lights, and there's the music and the cookies and the presents and the gifts. And what I know it to be, is the most challenging time of the year for the people that I'm working with. Yeah right so with that in mind it's like okay so how can you hold joy mm-hmm. and pain simultaneously yes can you can you and you can it's just we need that reminder that we can yeah right and and that just feels to me like there's so much power in reminding people who are in pain and grief that you can you can hold both together mhm I know there's so many personal stories I can think of where I've experienced this myself and and one that comes to mind is a close family member who who lost their brother very young.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember, you know, getting together for the holidays and watching this person like cry at the table, get choked up at the table. Mm-hmm. And yet the people around really didn't notice or if they did didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And then it it dawned on me at a certain point ask him yeah right are you okay i know you're missing your brother mm-hmm. like i i'm here for you yep and i i guess my point of saying that is let's be open to noticing you know noticing if people are in pain and if you can't provide the support right encourage them to get support Mm-hmm. But acknowledging a person's pain. and what when that happened, yeah, the holidays were different. And I'm not saying it was just because of me in that moment acknowledging yeah. that person, but I do believe that was a catalyst for for some change. Can I ask yeah. you something because something
0: you just said really really hit me because and I've been hearing this over and over the last couple of weeks. So many people are struggling right now. And when you mentioned just now to acknowledge someone's pain, right i have felt in this past year especially and i don't know what it, and i don't i don't know if it's from covid if it's from you know things that other people are going through that you know with like financial struggles it just feels like people are losing their empathy for others mm-hmm. and, and and i feel it in my soul I, it just and it breaks my heart because i just feel like sometimes people don't even want to notice someone else's struggles because they're struggling themselves and you know you hear that whole we all have issues we're all struggling everybody's struggling and my heart tells me but can we struggle together and just be there for each other and and I just feel like some you know in in many ways we are doing that at this time of the year we want to help others help you know doing food drives and you know toys for tots and you know help our communities and do wonderful things but Deep down inside for each individual person, I feel like it's very personal
1: and some people don't want to be vulnerable. And does that make sense? Oh, oh, completely. Because this is the thing, we are all connected. Yeah. And one commonality that we hold is we all feel pain. Some of us will allow ourselves to feel it. Others will avoid it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that is what I would say to help build empathy in another is notice if you're shrinking from another's pain, notice if you're avoiding it, or if you're feeling uncomfortable, because then the question becomes, what are you running from? Yeah, what is it that you're afraid to feel and look at? Right. And and this is what I would this is what I would say to maybe help people to get there is start with the end in mind. And what I mean by that is how do you want to be remembered? Mm, Right. And and honestly, I I try to use that as my guiding principle every day. Some days I do better than others. (laughs) But the question, how do I want to be remembered? Yeah. When you said that at first, I thought
0: when you said, think of the end in mind, I thought of goals. Yes. But that's not it. No. No. (laughs) And that just, again, I feel like every time we have a conversation, I'm, I'm getting the chills because you truly mean, how would someone describe you?
1: in the end, you know, and I love that. How do you want to be remembered? Right. Because really the things you, you, you spoke about how people show up during the holidays, donate a toy for toys for tots or whatever it is that we might be contributing to. Mm -hmm. Although those things are important, all of those things are outside of us. Yes. That's all a thing. It's stuff. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I feel this too, in terms of what you're describing is what makes us human, the humanity is in the personal connections. And that to me is the emotional connection and the spiritual connection. Without that, then what is it that we're doing?
0: How do you help someone get there when they are Literally running on the hamster wheel. Does that make sense? Like, does that even make oh, sense? Oh yeah, I'm that? just
1: there are so many ways to answer it. I know. Right? I saw that. I wish so, our listeners could see your face on that because I could yeah. see if you're just you're just all over There's there. so, that, I there's so many. I have so many thoughts with that. Yeah. You know the the first thing I would say is you know it really starts with the person. Yeah. Right. And and the desire to do it differently, meaning mm-hmm. first. We each have to notice when things aren't working for us mm-hmm. and believe that we can get help and support through the challenges to affect a change. Okay. So that to me would be the first step. Now, what I think of is I'm, I'm running, it's called the Able Sister Circle and it's a sister's group to help people to become stronger emotionally and spiritually and we just did an activity a couple of weeks ago and you will be familiar with this it's about it's about defining what is your why yes right and it's that's very popular to use in corporate america right defining what is your why what is your mission what's your purpose here mm-hmm. right but i'm saying this because that would be the one of the first things I would want to understand from and and that I try to understand from the people I'm working with is why are you here? Why now, right? And what is your why for wanting to do it differently, for wanting to heal, for wanting to feel better? Until you connect with that, you won't really show up for yourself, right? So, I think that would be an important message that I just want. I I hope that people resonate with that and listen to that. And you have the answer to that. You know, if you're listening to this, if you don't know immediately, tune into what is your why? Yeah. What is the reason why you would want to be better or different? You can do that. You Mm -hmm. can change. You can heal. You can let go of the pain or the burdens or the limits that are keeping you maybe stuck or disconnected or feeling overloaded or sad or whatever it is. And to do that, that would be the first step. Connect with why do you want mm-hmm. to be different or better, yeah. right? So that's more on kind of like, I don't know if you call that a spiritual or philosophical plane, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of practical steps that I can give people. Yeah. And and I think this is really important. When I talk about can you be in joy and pain simultaneously? Right? Can you hold those two together? So if you are in a place of pain right now, what I would ask you to do is on the daily, tap into joy, remind your soul of a joyful moment. Yes. A little moment in time that you had whenever it was in your life could be recent. It could be from the past. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but think on that moment, feel that moment, close your eyes, visualize being in that moment. Yeah. And that will not only remind you on a mental plane, mm-hmm. But I want you to tune into what does that do for you emotionally? Are you able to truly feel it? And what we know is thoughts are more powerful than things even. So if you bring that thought in and you connect with the feeling that that memory gave you, it's going to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. That's the healing center of the nervous system. And in that place, you're releasing endorphins. Yeah, And those are the hormones that help us to feel lifted and lit and happy, right? Mm -hmm. And so you turn that on for yourself, even for a brief moment, you connect with that. And guess what you're doing? You're reminding your body, your heart, and your soul of that truth, that it's there. That joy is there.
0: Oh, I love this. I love it so much. You know, Lena, when I think about it, I I imagine, you know, and I, I I've been in this place in my life many times, but to that person out there that just went through a tragic loss or, you know, went through something with a family member that maybe their family member passed away recently and they're entering the holidays in a really big feeling of grief and what you've just shared to me is such a gift because I think it is important to be able to have both and to find that reminder. You know, I know for me, this is many of my friends know this is why I am obsessed with Christmas. I, I just it, there's something about this time of year that I I love decorating. I you know I love doing all of the little traditional things and you know having I don't have an elf in my house and you know all these little things and it's just it it does bring me joy and. The very few memories I have of my mother was her bringing that joy to our family. And I know now as, as a woman that is, was her age, she had so much grief on her heart, but she always found a way to, to make things magical. And, you know, I think of that that woman out there, that man out there that is going through such a feeling of hopelessness, mm-hmm. but there is hope within and you can find that joy. And you know, I, I think some that are grieving might feel guilt that, well, I, I can't feel joy right now because this is what just you know what what would you say to that to that person that's kind of like, well, how am I supposed to feel joyous if this just happened? Or you know, because that's something that I think not even with a loss, but just with with the the struggles that people are going through right now,
1: mm-hmm. how do they get
0: there? yeah I mean I know that kind
1: of, but you know, I'm gonna ask you no, but but I love that too, though, because so I'm gonna just share a, a little personal story with that is, and it is really my guiding principle. so my my nanny, that was my grandmother,
0: yeah,
1: and I'm actually wearing her scarf around my neck right now, so she can be with me during the conversation. She was someone who brought me so much joy. As a little girl, she showered me with all of her love and attention. She took me everywhere and we just had such a connection, such a bond. And she died when I was seven and it wasn't, an. she died of cancer and it was very hard to see her go through that. She lived with us and my mom took care of her during that time. And I share this because as an adult. I started really thinking about well, to me, my nanny was like fun. She had these beautiful scarves and all this jewelry and these pocketbooks, and she took me to get my hair done, and she was fun. But when I really looked back on it, she carried a lot of pain. Yeah, and she lost, you know, a son very early. She had a challenging relationship with her husband. And there was a, and her, her, her mother was wheelchair bound and she took care of her and she had a really, really heavy, hard life. I bring this up because this is part of why I want to help people to heal. Yeah. Is because I believe that if she got the right support and was able to talk about her pain and deal with her pain and heal from her pain that she could have had even more joy and she could have been here longer for us and i believe this i just believe this so in my core right and so and I, and i say that to people who are struggling out there it's like think about what you are here for right and I think for me, I use that as my guiding force too. It's like, okay, so I wasn't able to do it for her, but who can I do it for now? I've learned to deal with challenges and struggles and pain and loss in a healthier way. Yeah. And, and my goal is to pass that down to my children and their children's children. And that's the hope that the the, the legacy that my grandmother my nani started mm-hmm. that that continues with more healing and more healing and more healing through the generations you yeah. know and and so i i don't even know if i answered your question but i feel like that was just so on my heart after listening to what you shared with your mom yeah and I think maybe for people to think about, like, what is the pain that I'm holding? What Mm -hmm. is it? And how could I use it as a lesson, as a purpose to bring more healing versus keeping me stuck here? Mm
0: -hmm. What's beautiful about what you shared, you know, the loss that you went through, it truly does guide you in continuing to impact other people in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I think taking that experience, seeing what she went through to help others not go there in that respect, you know, like I, I know I'm, I'm kind of feeling that a little bit where the suffering in silence, the, you know, the struggling, and there are many people that do that. And I think it, I think back to when we were younger, um, we, you didn't talk about stuff as much. And I, and I think we have so many platforms now to be able to do that and to hold space for others and to make it not such a stigma to talk about when we're struggling, but also recognizing not everyone is going to do that. You know, you said something and I I know I wrote it down somewhere and now of course I can't, I can't find it anywhere. You said something about when you go through a trauma, when you go through grief, you're either going to shrink or heal. Did I say that right? The way that you said, can you, I'm totally clobbering that off, but.
1: No, I I think it was something along those lines. But I do feel like this is the way that I see it. It's like either you're going to shrink from the pain, close up, shut down, lock off. And that can look different for everybody, right? Shrinking can look like not communicating. It can look like an addiction. You know, and addiction isn't just alcohol or drugs. You know, mm-hmm. shopping, food, overworking. I was just gonna say that working, <laughs> overworking. There's many of us, so we're, right. So it can look like that. It can look like many different forms. Shrinking can look basically. It's any way to avoid. The inevitable, because the pain is always sitting there. And the analogy I use with the people that I'm working with is imagine your emotions as like the trash and you keep throwing it in the garbage can and you you throw it in there and you throw it in there and you throw it in there and you never empty it out. What eventually happens? It overflows,
0: Yep.
1: right? It overflows. So the shrinking isn't going to help you heal, it's just going to actually make the pain intensify on some mm-hmm. level. Because then what happens is when people start to shrink, then they're pushing away their loved ones. Yes. So that connection then is getting lost. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what we need more than ever at that time is to come closer Right mm-hmm. is to be pulled closer and to pull those closer to us and yeah. and I just have like the picture of like again, like I think of our the wise women who have passed like your mother and my Nani and like them just with their arms wrapped around us like yes. holding us right and and we need more of that imagery and that memory to come back alive mm-hmm. of like being nurtured and cared for and loved and held right, and so. And maybe that will help people from shrinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You just said the nurturing, the loving, the caring for. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we focus on doing that for others. And I think that is a big part of the healing process is nurturing and caring for and loving yourself. And that to me, you know, cause that, that is one of the things that you said, you said, you're either going to heal from something or shrink from something. And and that's something where I, I think many right now are putting so much pressure on themselves. And I think sometimes it's, it's inevitable. You're going to shrink a little bit before you begin to heal. And I think that is a big component to that.
1: And I think that's important to acknowledge, right? Because to me, Pain is part of healing. Being in the darkness, being in those deep, dark, broken, empty pieces takes courage. But again, how do we get that courage, right? So I guess I would remind people to think about the times in your past when you felt the pain and you have been in it and you've allowed yourself to feel it. If you have, some people may not have yet. But what I can say to you is doing this work for almost 20 years, once once the person, and myself included, sits in the pain mm-hmm. and deals with it and feels it, actually feels what comes up. What is it? Anger? Is it sadness? Is it resentment? Right? Is it confusion? Is it betrayal? What, what is it that you're feeling? And oh just allow it to flow and feel it. And just be with it and know it's not permanent unless you make it permanent, unless you mm-hmm. hold on to a story that doesn't have to be true anymore.
0: Absolutely. Does that, that hold right? yeah. it? Absolutely resonates. And you know, and it's funny because I think back to as you as you were talking, I, I was almost having little flashbacks of parts of my life, right? And you and I have talked about this with the different events that we've been through in our life, the different losses we've endured, but it's a part of my journey. And I don't have any feeling of the past of woe is me. You know, I, I think there's a reason that my journey has taken me through everything that it has. And I do feel a sense of, as I said before, a sense of responsibility to share with others that that light of you can and will be okay. You just you do have to go through it. You said the other day, Lena, pain to purpose. Mm-hmm. That is everything to me, pain to purpose. Mm -hmm. Can you just
1: touch on that for a moment? Yes. And, and I think, you know, that does kind of tie in with the story about my naughty. It's like, and that wasn't the only pain that I've been through. I know. And every time I go through pain and it's not immediately, it's not like, Oh my God, I have to find a purpose with this. No, it's first, you have to feel the pain, just like we were talking about. But the reminder is, and this is was actually part of the why activity, like how do you get to your why? Well, look at all the pain you've been through and what is it that you're taking from that? What is it that it's taught you? How has it made you maybe stronger or more resilient, right? More grateful, more aware, or present in the moment. Cause when you've lost something that matters, that can be the biggest motivation for you because you know what it's like to love and to lose. Right. And that feeling of how do I then take that? And this I think is important. I think when people shrink, it's like they don't want to deal with the love that they lost. Yeah. But the truth is the best way that you can honor whatever or whoever it is that you lost is to replace it with even more love. Yes. Right. And so that to me is the purpose. It's like, why are we all here? Are we all here to be in pain forever and ignore suffering of others and to ignore suffering of ourselves? Mm -hmm. No, it's really to connect with that truth that we all go through it. Yes, and how can we use it to serve? I love that. It's so true. And, you know, I have to, I have to acknowledge this. I,
0: as, as we're talking, I keep getting this feeling of someone that I went to high school with. She, you know, again, I haven't talked to her in years, but we're connected on Facebook and her mother passed away a few months ago. And I know how close she was with her mother. And I see the posts that she makes online and I can, Feel her pain. And I'm just, I'm heartbroken for her, mm-hmm. especially as it's so, you know, a couple months ago, we're entering the holiday season. You know, I always call it the firsts. You're going through the first of everything when you lose a loved one. And I don't want to say it's breaking my heart, but I feel so much from her right now, even just those little posts. And I'll, you know, always try to make a little comment. I'm thinking about you, but I really am thinking about her. And it's something that I just, At some point, I will reach out to her and just let her know how much I've been praying for her and how much I've been thinking about her because, you know, I obviously been without my mother for 34 years and I, I understand that grief. But then I also think, gosh, you know what? I've been in some ways shielded from that pain where I don't have memories of my mother I really don't. And I obviously didn't have her as a grandmother, for my son, you know mm-hmm. and and those are some of the painful things that I can't even understand. but yet, I want to hold space for people that are feeling that pain, even though I don't truly know what that feels like, right? And mm-hmm. I think that is something that if there's any hope or wish that I have for our collective world is for people to again put themselves in the shoes of others to you may not know what that feels like but be there for them so that they can get through that pain get through that grief without the shrinking right that shrinking is
1: when you feel alone and you don't feel understood yes and this is reminding me so when when covid hit and i mean talk about again a wide awake moment one of the things that i started putting into practice And it really was at first to help me deal with the overwhelming fear that I had was every night to really start to picture for me, it's God. I know that can be a triggering word for some, so maybe replace it with love, Mm -hmm. but the the light and the love from the universe, from the cosmos Mm -hmm. coming down. And I would picture this light just going through me, like fully through me as just comfort and support and then around me. And then then I would progressively picture it then going to my husband and then sending it down the hall to my children and then sending it out to the neighbors, sending it out to the town, to the state, to the country, to the world essentially and then even beyond to the universe right <laughs> to the galaxy <laughs> whatever else is guardians of here. the galaxy right just send <laughs> it out there we can't have too much love and the raccoon <laughs> right right actually that was part of it i pictured like sending it to the animals <gasps> into the trees into the rivers now Granted, people are probably like, I can't do that every night. Well, maybe you can't do that every night, but you can do a version of that every night. Because it starts with our desire to feel better for ourselves. And that's really, it was born out of, I am terrified. And that's probably another conversation of everything that I was terrified about at that time. But what can I do to shift this? Yeah from fear into love. What can yes. I do? And and again, maybe that will help somebody. Maybe that will help somebody to do that. Right. But I yeah, thinking about, you know, and, and I understand the big heart that you have and feeling that friend, her pain of losing her mom and thinking about her. And I think that's the other thing that I would say, you know, sometimes we think we Maybe should say the words, but don't say the words. Sometimes we don't even need to say the words to the person. We can just set the intention for the person. I'm sending love to this person, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much power in that, just that intention. And with that said, though, there's so much power in telling people how we truly feel about them and the gratitude we hold for them Mm -hmm. while they're here. Yes. And we miss it. I know we miss it. Right. And so that's another reminder that I've been more conscious, but that's an intention I've been setting is mm-hmm. to say it out loud to people when I feel it. Yes. Even if I think they're uncomfortable hearing it. <laughs> that's okay, though, because it's, it's okay. on your heart, right? Right. And so that's a little bit of an encouragement to people. Like even if maybe you think they might be uncomfortable or you might be uncomfortable with their reaction, say it anyway. Because when they're away from you, you know what? That will bring them hope, peace, joy, all the good stuff. Who doesn't want to hear that they've made an impact on somebody? Absolutely. And, And that that person notices them and sees them. So that's I think important for all of us to be reminded of. Oh my gosh, Lena! I could talk
0: to you for hours about this, and I I just I, I really felt so strongly to find a way to share positivity, to share light, to share. Lo- and, and you know, I wasn't even thinking about that before we met, but once we did, I realized that this was a conversation that we had to have because there's just so much power in providing just a positive outlook to others when they're struggling. And you know and and that's something that I just keep thinking about as we're deep into the holiday season, the insight that you can offer someone that's truly struggling is is so powerful. And and I and I really feel that you that you've been able to do that tonight. You know, it's it's really special.
1: Thank you. I hope, you know, it's funny cuz it's reminding me like the first time i did a talk and it was actually on the topic from pain to purpose
0: yeah
1: and i felt it so strongly in my heart to to provide this talk to people but i was like in my head about it i was so nervous and nervous to get up in front of all of these people and talk about this and then it came to me don't Go with your head, go with your heart. And what is your intention? Your intention is to help at least one person in this room yeah. connect with this, right and and I guess I'm I guess that's coming through to share with people because whatever it is that maybe is bringing you anxiety or worry or fear, go back to if I do this, what else can it bring to somebody
0: yeah
1: right what's the positive that it can bring to somebody and that's the reminder for ourselves too right if we're struggling if we're mourning if we're grieving if if i ask myself what is it that i can learn from it how can i grow from it yeah. what can i do with this mm-hmm. that can provide hope to myself and someone else then i think we're we're getting closer to our healing. Yeah, and as you say that, you know, one last thing i'll i'll say, i think it's just
0: allowing someone to sit in that space where they might not be fully healed right now, but to give them the i don't want, i
1: don't want to see the vision, but to give them the hope that they will be okay. And and this is so important for me to say. So during one of my dark times, i went to a healing session and Reiki healing, which I do now myself for people. And after the session, the the practitioner says to me, you, you need to meditate every single day. And I got angry. Mm. I was like, this person does not understand how hard my life is. Yeah. I, and I was angry. And then it was like, she was reading my mind. Cause she says to me, it only takes five minutes. <laughs> it only. And I was like, then I was like, Oh my God, does she know what I'm thinking? Now I feel totally self-conscious. Okay. Yeah. Bye. And I, and I left the session and I was like, easy for her to say, meditate. She, doesn't know what i'm going through, right? And i got defensive. Yeah. And and i'm saying this intentionally cuz there might be people listening to this like, oh yeah, sounds good on paper, right? Yeah. But notice if you're getting defensive or angry or reactive and you're thinking that's impossible, yeah. like i can't do that. I was there. Yeah. But you know what her saying to me 5 minutes was planting a seed. And I want to plant that seed right now in this moment. I'm so glad it's yeah, coming yeah. through because yes. it only takes small, it takes small steps out of yes. that dark hole. Yes. To get out of that hole, it's not like, I'm just going to think positive thoughts and boom, I'm done. No, there are steps that when you take them, they will over time. Mm-hmm. Be supportive and healing. it starts with one, one small step. So that could be five minutes of your hands on your heart. Close your eyes, say a prayer, set an intention, right? Could be some of the other things we talked about. Whatever it is, take a small step. Mm-hmm. You have the power. Yes.
0: That is so important. And I'm so glad that we're coming to the conclusion of, our episode with that thought because i think it's so important for everyone to find you know kind of goes back to finding your why right it finding what works for you finding your ways of healing your ways of coping you know i see this this is related to students to families to women to men to children to communities and it's different for everyone you know i know for me talking is healing my husband writing is healing riding a horse is healing playing the guitar is you know so everyone finds their own ways to cope and heal and i think that's one of the most important things a 5 minute meditation every day might work for for some and it's so funny you said that though because many of us can get defensive be like what is she she has no idea everything that i'm going through well no but maybe try to learn how you know you can connect making that connection And I, you know, it's kind of funny, Lena. One other thing I want to say, because this is totally just popped into my head. Sometimes in in some capacity, I feel that so many are struggling right now and they lost their connections. So many people lost their connections in the last few years. And I think that it could have just been a little shift in their paradigm, a, a transformative experience that took them out of the environment that they were in. I think if there's anything else I would want our listeners to reflect on is to think about the big picture of your life and what are the components that are going to bring you to healing that are going to bring you to the light, to bring you to finding that hope when everything feels hopeless, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've had years like this where I just think, gosh, the the holidays are upon us and no, I I just want to make cookies and I don't feel it i don't feel it right now but you get there you will get there and and that that's that's important
1: yeah you will get there in those times when you don't feel it allow yourself to feel what you are feeling yeah and lean on others for support absolutely and you're not uh, alone yes you're not alone lena thank you oh my gosh well so how how can our listeners connect with you yeah so they can check out my website com. Um, I do have a Facebook page. I do have an Instagram page. I'm not the best with social media, but I'm working on it. So me neither. (laughs) But I'm working on it. But and I do have a YouTube channel. So they could check that out too. But Excellent. please, I think what, what I would say too is if this resonates with you and you do want to work with me, check out my website on there. You can connect with me directly. Yeah. Um, there's a link for my email. And I actually have a free guided meditation. Oh, I love it. So that little seed that was planted of five minutes turned into me writing meditations and yeah. recording them for people because I found so much healing power, and meditating. So feel free to download that for yourself and maybe you'll start your own meditation journey. Excellent. We're going to put all that in the show notes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? I really just want to say thank you to you, Nicole. It takes courage to bring this to people. And this is inspiring to me to see you stepping into this and standing in this and sharing this with others. And so I just want to thank you for valuing what it is that I have to share and to put that out to others. So, and yeah, I guess the only other thing I would say is to people, healing is within you. It's just having the courage to take the next step and get the support that you need. Amen. I love it. Well, Lena, it was an absolute honor. And I,
0: I have a feeling you're going to be back. I have a feeling that we're going to have more conversations, but I want to thank you for sharing the space with me on such an important anniversary. Um, I know not everyone will be listening on this day, but you know, this 10 years ago today, when this episode airs, it was a day that changed my family. It changed our community. It changed our country. And if there's anything that I wanted to do today, was to honor those that we lost by sharing hope and love and light. And I absolutely can't imagine a better person to have shared this space with. So on behalf of everyone at Unpacking Perspectives, thank you again for joining us and for everyone else until next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media. And if you haven't already, leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date on upcoming episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at Unpacking Perspectives and on Facebook at Unpacking Perspectives Podcast. Additionally, don't forget to visit my website at nmdcareers.com for more information about the podcast and my private practice. If you or someone you know needs support with any aspect of career exploration or transition as a career counselor and board certified career coach, I'm available for one-on-one coaching sessions, group coaching, online workshops, and guest speaking events. Feel free to reach out with any questions, book a call, or even be a guest on our podcast. Thanks again, everyone. Don't forget if you spend too much time thinking about the final destination, you might miss experiencing the journey. Thanks for listening to Unpacking Perspectives. Until next time.